Hi, I'm Gio Puyat, and this is Kwentong Creatives, a podcast to get to know the stories, strategies, and lessons of Filipino creatives from different fields. Kwentong Creatives is produced by Anima Podcasts. All right, welcome to another episode of Kwentong Creatives, and we have a guest who I've been wanting to get on the show for a while, mainly because I'm such a fan of her food. And yes, this guest is a chef, and I think we haven't had a chef on the show for a while now, so I think it's about time to guest Grisa Palmero of Pilia's Kitchen. So if you're not aware with Pilia's Kitchen, it's a food stall at The Grid Rockwell in Makati. And I've been a fan of her food for the longest time now. She started selling Taiwanese beef noodle soup during the pandemic. Uh, I saw it online, we ordered it, and it was just a perfect, you know, comforting chef-prepared meal that we were craving at the time. And I followed Chef Chris until she opened up Pilia's Kitchen in Rockwell. And every time I'm there, I swear, like, it's parating siyang pinupuntan. I keep saying that I'm gonna try something new, but... I'm always drawn to her dishes, which are kind of like noodle dishes, or regional Chinese or Taiwanese cuisine. So I always want to get chefs on the podcast because I find it to be such an interesting profession. There are parallels to other creative careers, but with a chef, with the life of a chef, you have to wear so many hats. You um, the business side. Um, managing a team, put under constant pressure in the kitchen, and at the same time, you have to be creative with dishes. And also, people are pretty uh, rough in terms of feedback when it comes to taste. Right? very harsh or restaurants, and it could be really easy for a restaurant to, to go down. So, you know, hats off talaga to people who work in the culinary world. It is a stressful job where you have to balance managerial and creative skills. So, it's really interesting to see what these chefs have gone through to reach an amount of success. So, there's a lot here that I think different creatives will relate to. And if you haven't tried Pilia's Kitchen, I swear by it. Try it now. It's uh, maybe it's a good meal to have after listening to the podcast, or pakinggan yung podcast on the way to the Grid Rockwell and treat yourself to her food. Uh, she may be there. Um, you can see her pulling noodles in her stall in Pilia's kitchen. So um, yeah, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Krisa Palmero of Pilia's Kitchen. All right, so welcome to another episode of Quentin Creatives, and today I'm happy to be joined by chef and entrepreneur Krisa Palmera of Pilia's Kitchen. Welcome, finally. Oh my God, hello. Thank you for having me, Gio. Yeah, so I've been a fan of Chef Krisa's food ever since I can remember. I think pandong pandemic pa yata, I used to order the Taiwanese beef noodle soup. And I was so happy for her when she finally made it to the grids at Rockwell. Nung nag-order ka sa akin, I think, nung during the pandemic, nasa Malabon ako noon. Wow, astig, astig. So, yeah, I just want to kind of lay the groundwork for people who aren't familiar, no? Um, Pilia's Kitchen is at the Grid Food Market in Rockwell. And you know, they're famous for their hand-pulled noodles and dishes inspired by regional Chinese and Taiwanese cuisine. Just correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but um, it's probably my favorite noodle restaurant ever. As in, um, whenever I'm at the grid, the grid kasi para siyang maraming stall, diba? food stall. And I, I always want to mm-hmm. be like adventurous. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to try something else now. Parati yung napupunta sa Pilias, para siyang ano, orbit na kinukuha ako all the time. And I always go for the comfort noodles. Um, wow. So yeah, it, it, so much to talk about today. I think, it's been a while since I had an, a chef on the pod. I think the last one was we had Nico Santos, we had Jake Icardo of Kodawari. Mm-hmm. But I always love kind of picking the brain of a chef because I, I, I find some parallels there with my line of work, which is production. Um, but yeah. We can get into that later. No? But maybe I just want to start from your perspective and your story. But siguro simula natin sa easy question. I'm just curious what what comfort food 
did you have when you were younger? You know, is was there any thing you can remember that kind of set you down the path to cooking your own food eventually? Huh. Um, honestly, I think it would always be my mom's cooking. So I think my mom's kare-kare. Like every time, kasi parang every time magluluto ng kare-kare, you know that it's like something special. Like it's Christmas or like it's someone's birthday or... So parang every time my mom would cook that food, parang yun yung parang, oh my God, like I, I think I want to be like a cook one day. Like I want to bring this same comfort to other people one day. You know, kuwako from my mom cooking. Right, so that was kare-kare. Yeah, so very different from what I'm cooking right now. Yeah, so paano nagsimula yun? I'm, I'm curious, no? like every every chef kind of has a way that they discovered their path towards what they do. Um, what, what was it like for you where you were decided na, okay, magkakomit ako dito sa trabaho na to? Uh, actually, I have always known that I wanted to cook for a living. Um, it didn't push through until I took a risk and moved to the U.S. I knew right from the start that it's something that I always gravitated towards. And then a few years passed, parang the U.S. gave me the opportunity to work at different restaurants and kind of um, experience uh, different types of cuisines. And also I met different people and that kind of expanded my knowledge in cooking. I've also learned a thing or two on how to operate restaurant when I was working in New York City. And this helped me realize the dream of one day parang opening up my own restaurant. Parang major leap of faith ba yun, ah? na what what was can you yeah. take us back to that time like moving to the States? It was New York, right? New York being unang New York, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Actually New Jersey, Vermont, and then New York. Oh, so what was that decision like back then? Like, why did you um, choose to to go there to learn how to cook? Para kasi nung bata ako, I've always remembered this. Na um, pag nasa US ka, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nung bata ako ganon ako. Right. Like the, it's always been a dream for me to move there and work there. Nung after graduation. Uh, here in the Philippines. Nagtry akong mag-apply sa ibang restaurants, but no one wanted me. Mm. Parang, oh, uh, you're, you have no experience. You're so tiny. <laughs> and, bas- basang parang naging ganun. So, I was like, bakit ganun? Parang bakit, porket wala akong experience. Paano ko matututo kung di nila ako i- i-hire, di ba? So, then, uh, nung college ako, uso nun yung work and travel, um, exchange students sa U.S., so I did uh, the J1, J1 visa, which mm. I went to, actually, I went to New Jersey and I worked at a theme park. Oh, okay. I don't know if you're familiar with I know, Six Flags. Yeah, yeah. They're in my roller coaster. So, no? uh. so I worked, the first year that I was in I worked at um, Six Flags in New Jersey. First of food, but then So I was, the first year, I was in charge with one stall that mainly sells funnel cakes, and fried Oreos. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then, one whole season yun for eight months, yun lang yung ginagawa. Those two. Make, those... Like fried Oreos funnel. Wow. <laughs> those two, yun lang. And then, after noon, since yung theme park is only open during the summertime, wintertime, I had to look for another job. So, I applied in Vermont. This is a ski resort. So, yun restaurant na. Uh, nahire din ako as a cook. Kasi, I don't know, parang the states naman, hindi naman sila nagtitingin masyado sa experience eh. If they, if, parang pwede naman kaming matuto on the way. So I was hired as a cook. Is this like a like a job interview in the states? Like how do they, they just kind of get a vibe off you if you're willing to learn? So I sent my resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did like a phone interview. And then they just asked me random question kung you, like about food safety and stuff right. like that. Nothing like kung saan ka Mm. Anong gano'ng kakatagal sa, sa kitchen na to? What did you do there? Ma? Walang gano'n, masyado. Parang basic questions. Like, uh, I think, tatandaan ko lang na tinanong sa akin is, um, what is FIFO? Like, first in, first out. What is, like, um, hassle? Hazard analysis, critical mm. control point. Mga gano'n. And this is like the lingo in the kitchen. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yun. And then, na-hire ako. 
And then I went to Vermont for the winter time. My first day, my executive chef told me, Sabi niya, Oi, um, I think um, you should be in the front of the house. Na lang. So front of the house meaning like cashiers, servers, bussers, and stuff like that. So I said, why? But I was hired like as a cook. And I want to learn. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, like two weeks after that, so I did front of the house. I was bussing tables, serving people. And then like one of the big bosses um, went to the restaurant and was like, why is she doing this? She was hired as a cook. So she shouldn't be in the kitchen. Um, and then I think the, the executive chef realizes that, oh, not like, yeah, I hired, it. I hired her as a cook. I sh- she shouldn't be in the kitchen. So the next day, I started cooking um, with mostly guys. Because siguro I think kaya niya ako pinag-guide sa front of the house kasi nga puro lalaki yung nasa baba. And bahay, akala niya hindi ko kaya i-handle. Which I proved them. Which I proved them wrong. Nice. I proved yeah. them wrong. So th- there's this like, perception that akong... it's like a rough, you know, profession. Na kailangan oh. medyo intense ka ganon. Yes, yes, yes. And I think like looking at me, I don't know, because maliit ako and like I'm, I'm tiny. I don't know. Pakakala niya hindi ko kaya nyan. But I was like, no. Like I want to learn. I want to cook. You shouldn't put me in the kitchen, and I'll show you what I can do. So then, like, I worked in the kitchen, and then after a few months, I've been sabi ng executive chef ko na, oh, you're you're doing great. I want you back next winter, and then the rest was history. That executive chef is kind of like my became my mentor. Um, like he he taught me a lot, and then I kind of gained his respect because I showed him what I can do in the kitchen. Regardless if there's puro lalaki or uh, walang babae masyado sa kusina, but I proved him na kahit na maliit ako, I can still do what other guys can do. So, yeah. Nice. That's, that's a big theme that comes up every time I talk to someone who works in the culinary world. May ano talaga, work ethic and I guess trust, no? There's like a trust you build with with people you work with that can develop over a long period of time, no? Is this the same chef who you ended up working with in Very Fresh Noodles? In Actually, no. Um, so I did uh, work in Vermont for two, three more seasons after that. And then two more seasons in Six Flags. And then Sabiko. I want to learn more. Parang I'm, I don't have any growth here anymore. Parang gusto ko ng something different. So I decided to move to New York. Actually, first job ko sa New York, hindi rin ako agad sa kitchen. Again, same thing. Parang nag-apply ako at this Filipino restaurant. And then, actually, it's funny kasi yung Filipino restaurant na to, ang mga chefs nila or cooks, they're all Mexicans. Walang Pilipino. So sabi niya sa akin, Pilipino yung owner. Sabi niya sa akin, I don't think kaya mong makipagsabayan sa kanila sa kusina. Again, same thing. So, gagawin kitang server. Eh parang since nag-move ako sa New York, sabi ko, okay, okay na yung server kasi I need more money. Kasi servers makes more money than than, ano, than cook. Kasi because of, because of tips. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do serving. Ser- I'll do server. And then, kalimutan ko muna na gusto kong matuto more on the kitchen. In the kitchen, I can always, ano naman, save money and then come back again sa kusin. So, that, that was my plan. So, yun, nag-work ako at that Filipino restaurant for six months. And then, the same thing, parang sabi ko, I, I want to do more. I don't want to do this, like, every day. Parang nakaka, wala naman natututunan. So, I went on Craigslist. Craigslist ba yun? Yeah, Craigslist. And then, Rare Fresh Noodles was hiring. They're just, parang pa-open pa lang. So, I sent in my resume. And then, immediately after I sent my resume, I got a call from Victor. Victor is the owner of Rare Fresh Noodles. He's um Chinese-American. So, hindi siya yung same chef with my chef in Vermont. Tapos yun, um, pa-open pa lang yung restaurant, yung Rare Fresh Noodles. And then, he needed help. So I helped him. Um, I worked with him for three years. We opened 2016 and then I was there 
till 2019. So three years. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. um, can you paint us a picture of what that scene looks like in Chelsea Market, New York City? Um, you have very fresh noodles there. I think yeah, parang for the for the noodles. No, what does that? What's like the energy of of that place, Chelsea Market, um, when it's time to serve people? Okay, so Chelsea Market. Have you been, Naba? I, ha- have, have, you been not. To I have not. I have not been to, to New York actually. Okay. Okay, so Chelsea Market is uh, located in um, 14th Street in New York, uh, near the High Line. So very touristy spot, siya. Um, parang nam pagkabuwatan ng New York, it's always on your list to go to. So lahat halos lahat ng customers namin mga tourista, and it's always busy. Um, working at Very Fresh Noodles, uh, we would open at 11 and then close at 9, I would make like 200 to 300 bowls of noodles per day. <laughs> and and 200, and like per per order is like two noodle pools. So imagine me like slapping noodles all day nonstop. Yeah, that's your so 10,000 hours of practice. <laughs> yes. And then, yeah, it, it was always busy, non-stop uh, customer. And then yung kasing kitchen namin was open. So halos lahat ng dumadaan. Oh, I want to take a video. I want to take a picture. What are they doing? Parang ganun. So na-attract sila. And then the aroma, you can smell like the spices and everything. Kasi dun sa buong market. Cool. That's kind of like so, how yeah, Elias uh, is set up in the grid. You can see uh, the people working on the noodles. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh I saw space uh, the grid, I was like, okay, perfect. Because I can see customer how we actually make the new. Okay, I'm I'm curious nga about that point, no? Um, because parang in yung ano me eh, training montage mo kung baga kung film yan parang in yung training montage sa <laughs> gumagaling kasi noodles. Um, what were you doing <laughs> in the kitchen before? Um, diba usually parang may mga station yan. Uh, b- prior to that point, what was your expertise in the um, in the kitchen, and how were you attracted to that that technique? No, it seems like something you really have to learn from someone of like of doing hand pulled noodles. Yeah, and paano nagsimula yan? Ang background ko talaga with cooking is mostly like bulk cooking. Nung nasa Vermont ako, I would make like like 50, 50, uh, 50 liters of soup. And um, stocks and sauces. That was I would prep like burger patties from scratch, burger turkey burgers from scratch, um, butcher steak, fish, chicken, ducks, whatever. Yun yung talagang first experience. Ko wala hong, uh, I have no what do you call this? I have no fine dining experience whatsoever. Uh, talagang mostly like line cooking. With very fresh noodles, nag start ako doon, just like prepping. Nag parang prep cook lang ako at the beginning, uh, making the sauces, um, chopping vegetables and stuff like that. And then Victor, parang kasi at the beginning yung yung first few months na nag open, siya lang yung talagang nag pull ng noodles. And then eventually, he kind of showed me how to make the dough. It's very critical in dough making, especially you have to consider the humidity. So every day we had to like adjust how much water and how much flour if, if we're gonna use like cold or hot water for the noodles. So in And then like eventually he kinda showed showed me the basic. And then bahala if what I'm gonna do with style. Uh, kung, kung my own way kung pa, pero like he always want to make sure na same pa rin yung quality na malalabas ko so yun dough making and then like hinahilayaan niya lang akong mag-practice na mag-practice like every diet after shift meron kaming matitirang mga dough and ipupul ko lang yun ng ipupul hanggang sa maubos and then eventually natuto na ako so it became me and Victor making noodles for very fresh into 
<laughs> nice. And that's a skill that you, you know, you, you took here and uh, it's what you yeah. teach to your other chefs. Um, maybe I'll skip forward to that yes. um, and we can go back to your time in New York. But I'm curious, how did that carry over to the way you teach your staff how to make the noodles? And like, did you learn, by this time, siguro mga ilang, ilang taon ka nang experience, may experience of, you know, making it yourself. Um, is there anything new you learned and how did you teach that to your, your staff? So, nung tiruan ko sila, first talaga is the dough making. Yan talaga yung una kong tinuro. And then, uh, like, like the same thing how Victor taught me. Ganun ko rin ginawa sa kanila. Kasi very effective yung pagturo sa hanilik. If, if not for that naman, hindi talaga ako matututo. So, um, ngayon, actually, meron akong tatlong marunong mag-pull other than me. Um, medyo matagal yung training process. Hindi rin kasi ako ganun agad-agad nagtitiwala. Especially, like, yun yung pinaka-main thing for PDS Kitchen, the noodle. So, um, I would I would let my team make the dough, and then I would practice, I would stretch it or pull it myself. And then kapag sa tingin ko, it's not parang there pa, I would still keep them on, keep them, keep showing them how to make the noodles or the dough. Tapos, yun, um, eventually naman, Parang meron din silang sarili-sarili nilang technique na hindi kami. Hindi kami lahat same eh. Meron kaming iba-ibang approach on how to make the noodles. That's interesting. Um, there's like a there's a there's a standard of quality which you're looking for, but there's also a personalized touch to who makes it, no? That's interesting. Yes. Oh, if you look at some of the videos that I have on Instagram na with us noodle pulling, iba-iba talaga kami with how we flat it. With how we stretch it, with how we kind of rip it into two, very different. Mm-hmm. Pero like if pagtinikman mo sila, lahat same lang sila ng quality. Galeng galeng. So I always I always tell them, kung anin mas madali para sa inyo, you do it as long as you give me the same quality that I want. Right. With um with Bilias, I think the first thing that really struck me was. Parang nag-expand yung palette ko. Like, these were flavors, these were aromas that I hadn't really been able to experience before. And I feel like it, it really expanded that palette. Um, can you talk about what your time was like in New York where you were meeting different cultures and meeting other chefs, eating their food? And um, how did your palette expand from, you know, this girl from Malabon who loves karakaretas biglang... Now you're making these, you know, regional Chinese Taiwanese cuisine, the right? like, um, yeah. Can you talk talk about that? Okay, so same like you. Parang ako yung first experience ko with this cuisine, like similar with very fresh noodles, was Xi'an famous foods. So sila talaga yung nagstart ng biang biang handful noodles in New York. Eh. So next, yun yung unang tinray na pagkain, and then the first thing I said, I'm like, was like, oh my god, this is Chinese food. Parang I've never tasted this before kasi um, Chinese food na alam ko is like, you know, sa Pilipinas, mm-hmm. yang chow fried rice, yep. sweet and sour, pork, um, shopao and stuff like that. Parang in this side of Chinese food, I've never experienced it in Manila, dito lang sa New York. So parang ako naging interested ako na it's not like a familiar flavor, but I liked it. So why don't I um, research more about it so I can have more people like experience the same experience while eating this type of food, you know? So yun, parang, um, especially living in New York. How about the ingredients where, where you were also exposed, I guess, to a market where you know, you had access to all these ingredients that you wouldn't normally see here, you know? Oh, sobrang ano rin siya, mind-blowing. Like, ang daming, like, go, go, if you go to, to the U.S., go to, like, an Asian grocery store, and you'll find, like, so much ingredients that can, um, you've never seen before. Na parang, oh my God, meron pala niyan. Like, how do I work with this? How does this taste? Ang bango, mga ganon. So, sobrang na-open ako, not just with, like, food, but also like yung culture ng ibang 
bansa or the crucial ng iba um just be just by being there yeah yeah grabe. i can imagine actually that's one of the things that makes me excited to to visit new york and yung aspect niya of being this cultural melting pot you know which we didn't really i mean honestly like yung sa pilipinas diba, parang it's kind of monocultural in a way na it's not doesn't have that much diversity so that's one of the things that can really you know, expand your your palette. We also had Japi Agoncillo on the podcast, who is a muralist, uh, an artist, and he moved to New York. Then he had the same comment, na you know, when he, he just meets other artists, it's kind of like inspiring and parang alam niyo gusto mong mga connect dun sa ginagawa nila. Yes, and and I think also with like so work. So I work with a uh, very fresh noodles and other jobs that I had in in the US. And dami ko nakatrabaho na Jamaicans, Thais, Singaporeans, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans. As in so brandami, parang it it kind of felt like I've I've traveled the world na din. Kasi meron din kaming like during service, meron kang uh, family meal. And like one of us would cook like one dish from our country, like ako nandito ako ng adobo, I remember. And then one Jamaican would make like oxtail um, stew. For the people who don't know, the family meal is something the staff makes to feed the staff, right? You know, man. Yes. Uh. Yes. Yes. Like before be- before service, mm-hmm. like we usually check whatever's left in our cooler freezer and then kind of make. A dish out of it, and then feed all the staff. Again, yeah. So take turns, kayo sa feeding, like showing a part of your culture. Okay, that's cool. Super, super cool. So yeah, I actually missed that part because in dito sa Ilas Kitchen sa the grid. Yes, we we actually have family meals then, pero hindi kami nahahakain ng sabay sabay because mm. the opening hours is like from eleven to nine, so we take turns on eating. Did you kind of pick up that um, that work ethic too from seeing how different cultures work in the kitchen? Because you said earlier, right? That they they thought first that you can't compete with the Mexicans and Puerto Ricans. Um, yeah, did you learn anything from there? Na um, paano ko nakasabay eventually? I think ano, um, and daming beses kung kailangan improve yung sarili ko talaga sa kanila sa mga katrabaho ko. So, paano ko nakasabay? I just showed them that I can do whatever they're doing. Just show me once what kung paano to gawin, and then I can do it. Like, not as fast, but like, okay, maybe as fast as you, and maybe better. So, ganyan ako palagi. Like, if you show me something, I'm gonna make sure to show you that I can do it. Yeah, that's kind of a, a skill then, no? For, the, for people who work in kitchens to be able to pick up quickly and, you know, and adjust. Um, okay, so I, w- I want to ask them. Let's let's bring it forward. And um, so you, you you go back to the Philippines after your time there. Um, can, can you tell us why? Like, what what spurred that? Why didn't you just stay in New York? But bakit ka bumalik dito? It's really because of issues with my visa. Now I I can't renew it anymore. Mm, okay. So I had to go back. So hindi ko talaga decision na umuwi. Like, syempre, I was already in the U.S. for like seven years now. And parang I'm starting to kind of build a life for myself there. And parang since bata ako, gusto ko talagang madala yung parents ko doon. But since nga, I had that issue, I was like, I don't want to risk it. I'd rather go home na lang. And then I try to come back again in the future. Right, right. So wala talaga sa plan ng home away. But it, it, it kind of became a blessing in disguise. Then. If I stayed there during the pandemic, especially in New York, grabe yung Asian hate that time. I don't know. Like, I don't know if, kung ano lang nangyari sa akin, if, paano ko magbabayad ng rent? Kasi ang dami ng house, lahat din ng restaurants nag-close. Wala kong ibang other source of income. So, yeah. Um, super blessing in disguise. Naumuwi ako. Kasi if not, for me coming home, I couldn't open the Curious Kitchen. Eh. Yeah, imagine. I'm glad you did. <laughs> glad you got to to you know bring that food here. No, 
Um, sige, let's let's go to that point na um, where you started selling from your house in Malabon. Yung nakita ko yun sa Instagram, eh, there's like kumakalat siya. Uy, may Taiwanese beef noodle soup. Um, and then, yun, pwede ka lang mag-order. And then, it, it felt kind of special and felt kind of underground in a way na if you know about this, like, it's it's a special treat now that you can... And back then, but we all missed eating out. So having, you know, like a, like a specially made, you know, chef-made dish brought to your home was really special. Now, can you take us back to the time? Like, when did you decide na, you know what, I'm going to try to make my own dish and like put my own fingerprint on this and sell it online? Yung Pili's Kitchen, yung first three months na nag-start akong mag-open, magbenta ng food online. You know what I was selling? I was selling like, lasagna, fried chicken mm. sandwich. Comfort food, bang. Comfort food, like, and like, even uh, deep fried mac and cheese. And then, parang yung time na yun, ang daming mga nauso na yung ube pandesal, and then I think yung mga sushi bake. Sushi bake, so oh I was my like, god, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, maybe I should start selling something different naman. Right. Then I realized, okay, maybe I should do Taiwanese seafood soup. No, una hesitant pa ako kasi parang noodles eh. Yung first chai ko, I made it for my friends wala to chai. Um, I don't know, are you familiar with uh, National Blade Work? Yeah, I'm good friends with Ryan and Karen. And then, so I sent them the Taiwanese seafood before This is before I started selling it. I sent food to Ryan and Karen. And uh, Chef JP Angulo and Camille Angulo. was uh, I sent it to like other friends. Baran, or can you try this and see if it works? Because baran hesitant to home event. Because it's noodles. I don't know how how it's gonna sit during the travel. Um, and then Chef JP posted it on Instagram. So bring daming um so bring daming story about. The Taiwanese kitchen soup. Then I blow up social media account in Pirates Kitchen and myself. So actually, I said, Oh my God, parang, um, I don't know if I can go. Because after that, so many message wanting to order for me. So, yeah, I think the great point in Google Form online, I posted it, and then one hour later, I got like, 120 orders on the Taiwanese beef here. So it's really because of Chef Kinky. I'm always doing to be thankful for him for posting my food. Because it's just an again reason kung bakit makilala yung chang ng his beef videos. I was a curious artist. Now, sobrang laking impact ng simply posting my food over social account. Yeah, it's really word of mouth talaga no? laking what a powerful force. No? Oh. Especially that time, because like everyone is like not doing anything except like go online in Instagram. So you like post that like So what was that like at home when you were um, doing like the home operation? How were you able to handle hundreds of orders in a day? Did you? How did you get people together and eventually grow? Sovereign funny story. Well, family to go to My dad, my brother, my sister. I know my mom. So, ako in charge sa pag-confirm ng orders through the, the Google Sheet. My sister would be in charge of texting everyone their order, take, making sure um, na nakuha yung payment. Me and my brother would go to the market to buy the ingredients. And then, my dad would be in charge of, like, kapag ready na he would be in charge of uh, giving the food to some of my riders. And then my mom would be in charge of putting the meat in the, the Ziploc bags and then the syrup. Family activity. <laughs> family activity, which is lahat I think I enjoy it because every time after service, we would order, like, take out, and then we would all eat together and then clean up after. So, finally, we one day time just during, uh, during the pandemic. Oh, that's so nice. I, I remember you, on your Instagram, you have a picture with your family posing some, 
sa PLS in Rockwell. Ang ganda, parang yun, pati sila na, na-appreciate nila yung journey from that home operation to what you have now. Ay, kasi model ko, yun niya talaga magparoon ng restaurant before. Hmm. Hindi lang natulog kasi I guess wala siyang papatakot siya na baka hindi naging okay. So now that yung anak niya nag-open lang yung new desktop, I think Manon's really proud. Wow, that's nice. That's really yeah. nice. Um, can you talk to us about how, you know, you you grew the business to what it is now? Um, Siyempre, it was a nice operation, uh, homegrown. Um, what, you know, what adjustments did you have to make to grow that from, you know, that, that state to a real functioning restaurant? Uh, when Charlie, Charlie Powell, the owner of the grid, offered me the space, it was originally just a pop-up. Like, um, he said, okay, do it for three months. And I was like, okay. Parang sa sobrang excited ko na gusto ko matikman ng mga customers to yung food na fresh me. I said yes right away. Now, without, like, parang thinking about, okay, finding more permits and stuff like that. I just wanted to do it like right away. I say that's how much I want people to see or taste the difference when take out the new walls versus when you eat it to dine in. So mm-hmm. so wrong looking adjustment sa akin. When the pop up uh, in first three months, but then because um when I the permits and stuff when I got to the grid, everything was already there. I decided to bring my own ingredients and probably some equipment. But when I go construction and stuff like that, I imagine I not find the and then decide the whole that I can Because it's a different story than pop up and owning a restaurant. When I decide to have my own space at the grid, now so brain bound okay. Kailangan mo ng um, mag-apply sa DIR, kailangan mo ng DTI, kailangan mo ng ganito. Parang, oh my God, I didn't know all of that. Parang, um, I should have asked, like, more questions before diving into this, like, sobrang walking commitment. So, I kind of learned it the hard way. That every day is a liter- was a learning experience for me. I mean, it still is. Every day is a learning experience for me. Well, I didn't have a or consultant before. So I kind of, I sort of kind of just learned everything on my own. If I don't know anything, I solely just rely on the internet. But I know, having said that, I wish I was versed with the business side of things. Um, dun po lang na-realize na kung gano'n pa important din. Word pang accountant, meron kayong nagpo-process din mga permits. Kasi, hindi siya gawin ka dandain yung sobrang down na yung process eh. Especially when like, the kuha ka ng permit sa DIR. It's not like a two-hour thing. You have to be there the whole day. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And I would not have time to do that because I was super high this all with like running the everyday service sa loob ng kusina yeah. namin. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it so seems pretty... to have worked out. <laughs> I mean, sobrang relate ako dyan. Um, I I have experience in running a small business before we started a production house with me and my friends after college. And yun yung naging parang first jump ko into production. Uh, we were like way in over our heads then. So um, I, I was actually given the finance role. So I was dealing with BAR stuff and I was also directing. So it was like, this weird juggling act. Um, yeah, what was um? Yeah, so I guess I wanted to ask about you know separating that the business side of running a restaurant and your parang culinary creativity mo. Um, more of I guess in the question of research and development. Now, when did you finally find time to, you know, once things started moving along on the business side, um, when did you go into like, okay, I'm going to expand the menu mode? Um, so, um, siguro, is, you know, I started doing a lot of research and development by 
with a cookbox on YouTube. And actually, yung ibang items on menu ng Philia is um, based on flavor experiences. And like, yung mga nakain ko sa previous travels or previous trips ko na parang can work well with what I'm serving ngayon. So, yeah, parang most of the time, yung mga nakain uh, ko sa previous experiences ko and previous restaurant experiences ko before, yun yung nalabas sa previous kitchen. Although, hindi ako ganun pardanit maglabas ng nambagong item kasi number one, and I can see in our kitchen, it's so small. So, you have to think about the space first before you add anything on the menu. Mm, I like oh, that. There's like this logistical boundary to your creativity. Oh, no. Which sometimes, yes. you know, it helps you be more creative. Actually, yes. Um, some of the menu then, actually, when I, um, I had I have a new dish, uh, the Christian Spicy Eggplant. Yeah. Um, wherein the sauce that I use for that dish is actually another sauce that I use for one of our menu items. But then, we bakal lang yung presentation and we bakal lang yung item. But it worked. Yeah. And we bakal ibang inventory. I just added the eggplant. That's it. Other than that, parang wala na. So, yung number one thing I said there for the one is yung faith. Okay, that's that's really interesting. Um, yeah. I want to kind of dive deeper then about the creative side of thinking of dishes. Uh, so it, it comes from your own experience, you know, a taste experience, um, and then you you put in this like logistical uh, factor you know, on how to make sure it's you're able to keep up with it. Um, do you have a process on how you come up with ideas? Is it do you write things down? Do you kind of like save all these? ideas up on a, a board or something because when i see you i i've been seeing you share you know um rnd on your stories my new dishes and i always feel excited when i see um a chef do that it's like it's like a band coming out with a new single <laughs> working on something new and you you're, you want to taste it you want to hear it no um but I, I, it's really interesting because you don't just rush into it. No, you don't. Just, oh, this is So yeah, like what 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 goes into your process before you're finally okay? This is a seed of an idea, and then now ready to na ipalabas sa mundo. Ganun. Every time I'm going to get an iPhone, so new item I It's it's not like oh one week lang ako nagarin. Sometimes it takes me like months before I can actually like add it on the menu. You wanna do a video sa Instagram ko actually para na dalawa nang bening asa. Can myself bening na talaga yung tiya. Kasi advertise na may may isip ako na I think might work. I always try. Um, okay, I write it down and then I I try I try to make it to store. And then I have people or friends uh, try the food. Tapos, I'll, I'll forget about it. Parang ayaw ko muna siya. Ayaw kasi na-prepressure eh. I'll forget about it and then I'll come back again and work for it after like a few weeks. Tapos papatikin ko na naman sa ibang set of people and other friends and then ask for their, I don't know, what they think about the food. Tapos, um, most of the time, an ending for pang second try ko na hindi ako nagiging happy. So what I would do is I would go to like uh, restaurants or maybe I would travel and kind of I'll get more inspiration and see if meron bang ibang techniques or ibang approach na pwede kong gawin with that certain dish. And then after the restaurant or trip. I would come back again and do it. And when it is, I am like, if I think I'm happy not, then I put it out on the menu. So, hindi ganun, hindi pa na daw ako ganun, basta-basta ng wala-basta eh. Ang daming, I'm not really a perfectionist. I just want to be sure na magkukustuhan siya ng tao and if it makes sense with the food that I already had. 
Man, that's so cool. That's, uh, I mean, I think this is part of the fun of doing a podcast like this because I get to talk to different creatives and it's just so mind-blowing na and daming parallels on process. Like, you you know, the thing you were mentioning about stepping away from the work for a while, going back to it and seeing it from a different perspective, it's so similar to how a musician would do it, how I would, you know, work on like a script or something. And parang this is something, I don't know, like, inexplicable about creative you know sometimes it just feels right no um i'm I'm curious about you mentioned the you have a circle of friends whose taste you trust um it could be the friends from national or chef jp or something how did you and parang crucial din you know because taste is very subjective but also you want to make sure that you trust the taste of of different people you know um yeah, how, how do you, you know, I, I guess natural na form yung circle and you send it to people, but how crucial is that to your process, you know, the, the people you trust? Okay, yung brother ko, he's actually one of the people na I try. I always picture na pinatay niya yung pagkain namin kasi it's funny kasi he doesn't like most of the flavors ng PDS kitchen. So, he's one of my, like, I'm papatay ko muna sa kanya and if he ate Nah, okay, maybe it can work. Then I kinda stick to what he says. He's like a boss level, I know. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So, yon. Um, I don't know. As long as I'm happy in the line, and like I think, magiging masaya yung mga tao if natikman nila, and then I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and like it. Does it? Ha- we're not really trying to um to make authentic food. Parang what authentic to me might not be authentic to you. Um. So at the end of the day, I just you know, try to create food that I think will make people happy. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I think that's how some of the best art is made. Yeah, where you just you know stay true to your voice because you know that's your food. You know and. It's like you're not trying to claim that it's this this type or whatever, but it's like it's it's your voice which makes it unique, no. Um okay, I, I wanna ask about the I, I guess your the other hat you have to put on in running a restaurant, which is a leader, you know, in the kitchen. So you mentioned training your staff, finding the right people to work with. And I think may misconception nga tayo of what it's like to work in the kitchen, maybe from reality TV, like Gordon Ramsay, like, you know, mouthing off at everyone for entertainment. Um, but, you know, it's, can you tell us about what, I don't know, what conscious or unconscious decisions you made in your working environment and how you want to be able to set up Ilias as a, a working environment? Okay. Um, so... The environment inside our kitchen is actually something I'm most proud of. So I have worked at a number of kitchens from the past, and I can tell you that it's really not for everyone. Not that I had a bad kitchen experience. It's just that I learned what I didn't want. Now that I have Pelias Kitchen, I try to make sure that it's not a toxic environment. So I never yell. I never curse. If I have a team member that made a mistake, I would talk to them in a nice way. And then you just have to make sure that they know that they're that And that they should learn from it. Because at the end of the day, you're still running your business. So you have to make sure that they know that they're But no need to like yell or curse. Um, mas effective pa yung pakipag-usap ng maayos kesa yung galit ka. Yeah. I think a misconception some people think is when you're, when you do something in like a not, when you don't blow up or anything, you're you're being passive, no? Um, but I think that's a misconception. I think mas, mas maganda nga and it's more, you know, notable, it's more honorable to to express a productive, you know, insight without anger. Like anger is like it's like a loose cannon, right? And um, 
Yeah, so I guess kind of related to that, no, when when things get really busy in the kitchen, I'm always um, impressed to how chefs kind of keep their cool while things are going wild, like when it's it's a rush time or busyness. Um, and parang I always go back to that like stoic idea, no, na y- yung stoic isn't like a a monk in a peaceful meadow, you know, top of a mountain or something. The stoic is the the person in the marketplace, you no, know, the the politician in the forum, and it's it's finding calm amidst chaos, you no. Know. So, yeah, I, I'm curious, like, what what goes through your head when things get really busy, when orders fuck up, you know, how do you you know maintain that that calm in the workplace? Sure, busy times, naman. Uh, I always just tell my staff, now, wag kayong magpapanik. Kasi yun yung number one na makakasira sa rhythm or sa momentum ng service once meron sa inyong isang nagpapanik. Eh. So whenever it's busy, I always tell them to not leave their stations. If ever they need anything, um, they can tell me or whoever is free to do it for them. Parang, for example, naubusan ng towels, so nagpaubos na yung gulay. Don't stop what you're doing and then just let the others do it for you. Kasi once nga na may huminto or may umalis dun sa circle na yun, masisira yung, yung flow. And then I tell my uh, my manager na every anytime na wala ako, the first thing na gagawin niya is to step back for a minute and then observe. Tapos tignan mo kung saan mo tingin kailangan uh, kung saan mo tingin na kailangan ka. So, gano'n. Um, I, I think we can definitely handle the rush na ngayon. Unlike nung first year, very, it's it's such, super stressful kasi nga, we're still trying to learn the, like, a new system, ganyan. But now, now we're going three years na doing the same thing. I think it's 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 better. I think, that starts with you then, you know? Kasi kung ikaw yung ajit, sila din ma-ajit, na, so parang calm, calm can be contagious. Oo, kailangan na talaga maging calm 100% of the time. Sige, I, I want to ask naman about, um, like the, I guess, working with other creatives for the, the marketing side of Pilias. Because I've been seeing lately that you've been posting these beautiful food photos. And I'm actually going to talk to Sunny. So I'm going to have Sunny Takur on the show. Um, to talk about food photography. But yeah, I'm curious, how does that work naman from your perspective in uh, working with other creatives that uh, are outside the kitchen naman to promote your food? Working with other creatives naman. Ngayon kasi, alam mo, super important talaga yung social media presence. Eh. Uh, kasi, like, once the marinig na merong baabang restaurant. Like, for example, uy, Pilis Kitchen, ano ba yan? First thing they'll check is your Instagram. So, actually, yung ibang photos sa Pilia, ako lang yung nag, nag-shot eh, using my phone. Meron kasing isang spot dun sa The Grid na sobrang ganda ng light, especially in the afternoon. So, pag ganun, minsan ako lang nag-photo, but sometimes, okay lang din mag-ask ng help you know, uh, as a professional. I actually work with uh, a couple of photographers and then uh, Gabby Gandero, I work with her. Uh, Ching Di, who's also a food writer, and then recently with Sunny. So, alam mo yun, parang iba pa rin kasi kapag professional na yung nag-photograph ng food mo, eh. parang they have this magic or this effect na once na sila yung gumawa, parang, whoa, Sobrang, sobrang ganda and sobrang, they make the food look extra good. Parang ganun. Hindi ko alam kasi, for me, ang hirap kasi pagandahin ng pagkain. Kasi it's, it's mostly like chili oil, white, the noodles, and then green, yung herbs and garnishes. Pero like, with, if you work with photographers, with professional photographers, you can definitely see na... Sobrang galing. Wala akong masabi talaga. Okay. Um, I want to ask you about traveling. You mentioned it earlier and I see in your Instagram, may hindi ka talaga mag-travel. And can you tell us how that 
you know, informs or refreshes what you do as a chef? So in Calverco, uh, most of the time, talagang, ang agenda ko lang is to go to, like, restaurant. Like, when I went to Taiwan, I think I tried five different Taiwanese meals. I know I already add that on the menu, but I kind of just want to see if noren ba silang ibang ginagawa or noren ba silang ibang toppings or ibang what kind of chili oil do they use and maybe I can improve what we have sa pinya. So, yeah, uh, and then if meron ako nakita on like how the positioning of the bowl, how they serve the noodles, is it with like uh, you chopsticks, but as an old do that, so I do not little things like that. But I'm very interesting shopper, me and I kind of um, during my travels and trying those type of things, a different establishment. I think that's like constantly learning, you're still gathering all this information. Sige, I want to um, ask about something I saw you said in the interview and you said that seeing customers enjoy the food I make means the world to me. And I, I just want to ask if that's still something you know you hold on to and still something that keeps you pushing and growing your 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 career. 100%. That's very much but I'm every time in the especially like when I have customers now we eat and then come back after they finish their food. And I'm just telling you, that was the best meal we've had. Um, oh my God. But I saw from the Hakatu now and I saw to keep like doing it. But I don't want to stop and say, how can you like stop it? People are saying that to you. So um, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm still here. I say, but it's not easy. Like running a restaurant, Salt brown na hapagod, like 24 7 kailangan ready kang sumabot sa lahat ng inquiries with your suppliers or with your staff. Pero, like, one, like, uh, compliment lang with a random stranger saying, wala masarap yung pagkain mo. Salt brown. Ibang level yung nagbibigay niya sa akin for them and comfort. That's so cool. Um, I I was watching the the Emmys. I, have you watched the Bear, the movie, uh, the the TV series? Right, I'm sure like like a lot of of, of chefs have seen it. But it, I saw the Emmys recently. This they won like best you know comedy further category, and you know accept ng awards si Matty Mattison, yung yung chef nila. And he he said this is for you know everyone who works in the restaurant business it's like a fucked up it's it's difficult you know it's it's a crazy industry but he that was kind of like his love letter for the people that make food for other people you know it's it's still a service industry at the end of the day but it's also mixed with creativity so it's so it's so interesting for me um yeah and i guess you know that that does feel good to hear when someone eats your food and there's an immediate reaction Astig, yeah. But I also I also made a lot of friends because of Bigas Kitchen. My mm. like my customers became my friends. I tried in Kellen. They were really my customers. Yeah, having many friends. Astig, yeah, and I, yeah, and I'm glad to, you know, be connected to you through your food too. Finally get to talk. Um that order lang food sit nakita kita nagpapul ng noodles, but you would approach us me and my wife when when you eat so yeah it's I, I I'm really rooting for you and rooting for Pelias such a fan thank you thank you so much I hope to see you guys again so you can try you can draw our edition yes super excited okay I I think maybe we'll just end it with like one last question I'm just curious about in form of advice now if 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 you know people are listening to this other creatives who want to get into food or the restaurant business want to serve their own food, uh, what kind of advice could you give to like a college student who's about to enter the real world? New York, you know, going through all these uncertainties. But if you could give advice to someone who is about to do that, you know, just about to enter the real world, what advice could they, they take to heart or what advice could they ignore down the line? Actually, 
anyone can learn to cook or become a chef, but it's everything else that goes with it that will stand here about the rest. Passion, the hard work, the determination is what really will make you go far in this industry. So for me, um, be patient with the process and, of course, with yourself then. Yeah, but um, it, it's really not an easy uh, industry. So, Brian, also, ito, number one talaga na natutulan ko lang pala is always ask for help. Huwag mm. mong isipin na kaya lahat. Kasi hindi. You always, always, always have to ask for help. And ask questions. Yun yung pinaka ano talaga. And then always be kind. Um, kindness will take you a long way in this industry. That's awesome. I love that. I love I love hearing that. Um, it it always makes me smile when I hear successful creatives say something like that. You know, you know, be kind. You know, more of like soft skill stuff. Like ask for help if you need yeah. to. And I think it dispels this myth that we have to be like these, you know, um, machines that you know just just work without any empathy or anything. So, yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot for that, Chef. Um, really happy to have you on the show. It was really nice talking to you. And yeah, I wish you the best. I can't wait to have your food again. Parang may, I guess may kakaiba na eating your food after having this conversation. So <laughs> thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So that was it. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please remember that we really love it when you guys engage with the content and social media. Feel free to tag us in your stories and share anything you've learned about these episodes. We super appreciate it when you guys do that. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Quentong Creatives and on TikTok at kcreatives.gl. It isn't on the Orthodox? No, no.